This is another segment on the question of boys' chinuch and my opinions. And <laughs> that's what this is. This is my opinions. I have very strong feelings about these things, but it's just me. No one is bound by what I said, but it's certainly something that could be put into the mix of things to consider. I'm going to speak to two questions on this list together. What should, what subjects should they learn and in what ways should the children learn, i.e. memorization versus understanding versus analysis? I think this is a bit of a trick question. The subjects part, maybe I'll leave for later, but the part about memorization versus understanding and analysis I'll try and touch on now. And the other question is what should and should not be emphasized in, in the chinuch of boys and of children, human beings. Um, the answer to that question is two things. A child is successful in school if they work. That means that they literally learn things that they didn't know before and now they know them. Now, the most basic definition of work and success because they know things they know before is facts, is data, which is of course what happens when children are very long, young. But that's not enough. The work cannot just be to get new information, the work needs to be to get new skills. And ultimately, the greatest skill a child can learn in school is that he can do anything he wants to if he puts his mind to it. In other words, school is really supposed to teach a child that just as I went to school not knowing this information, but that's the easy part, not knowing these skills, and I developed these skills, and sometimes some skills are more difficult for some children than other children, and nevertheless, I learned these skills as I go into my life, when I face the challenges of the world, if I put my mind to it, then I can develop those skills. If a child comes out of school with that mindset, that's a very successful education. The key, the magic word is work, W-O-R-K, work. Let me tell you the difficulty. The difficulty is I work and I get paid. Children don't get paid. Children are expected to go to school and work and what's their reward? What's their reward? They get a report card. The mommy gives them a kiss. Now, the truth is their reward is their, their ability to go to school. They're free from all other responsibility. They don't have to feed themselves, they don't have to clothe themselves, they don't have to protect themselves. So that's really the reward. But the children don't perceive that as reward. So what is the motivation for a child to do well in school? There's only one answer. That they succeed. There's nothing in the world more motivating than enjoying what you do. And there's nothing in the world less motivating than not enjoying what you do. So the trick of education is to get the kids to work and literally acquire new stuff, whether it's information or it's skill that they didn't have before, that ultimately teaches them the message. I can learn anything, I can develop any skill. And the only way the children are gonna learn those things if while they're in school, they see that they're successful and they enjoy their success. Now, I'm not even going to touch on this whole business and the truth of the matter is it is nonsense about Bittle because that's a complete misnomer. Bittle doesn't mean a person should feel like a rag. Bittle means a person should have great self-confidence and then deal with it. But first you have to have the great self-confidence. So I'm dispelling this notion without even exploring it. Kids have to work in school and they have to enjoy their work. It's the only way they're going to work. Of course, there's tests and then there's failure and there's successes, but those are very, very limited motivations. The end of the story is kids learn because they enjoy it and because they're good. I had a student, today he's an incredibly successful man, 
when he was in my class, said to me once, Rabbi, you and I are exactly the same. I said, how so? He says, you study Hasidus because you're good at it. I work out because I'm good at it. And he was right. He was absolutely right. So when you ask the questions, yeah, what's the priority in school? Memorization, understanding, analysis. And then what should and should not be emphasized? The answer to both of those questions, what's going to bring a child to work and the kind of work that's going to bring him to enjoying his work, which is going to motivate him to do it going forward. So now, should children memorize or should children develop skills? The truth of the matter is it depends on the age and then to some extent it depends on the child. Children are different in their natures and today they say children learn differently. Some children, memorization is enough at certain ages. I believe personally, especially in the modern world, if children don't develop their minds, I don't know by what age, but certainly by the time they reach upper elementary grades, they're going to hate themselves. So perhaps in earlier classes, memorization works. If it makes them feel good, then it's good. It motivates them. But as the children change and what gives them pleasure, which means what pushes them to continue to grow changes, the adaptations need to be made. And in the end, that's what it comes down to. Children need to work, and they need to work hard. They don't need to get hundreds. They need to grow. And they have to be able to see their own progress. You know, the Rebbe, I've had a conversation recently about the place of tests in education. And um, the Rebbe made a big campaign in the middle and late 80s about tests. Lots of tests in schools. Now, the question, what did the Rebbe mean? Did that mean test how much information you have? Did that mean how well you're developing your skills? That becomes a debate amongst educators. But tests are a child's measure of his own success. It's not just his parents' measure, it's not just the school's measure. And of course, everybody knows that when tests are given, the person most being tested isn't the child, it's the teacher. And if the children fail, the teacher's a failure. Which is why you'll find that sometimes when, you teach it, when you're being tested by outside authorities, your teacher is incredibly helpful. Because your success is his success, your failure is his failure. Um, but the end game has to be that the children need to work. And they need to grow and succeed. Now let me tell you where this is a problem. We have become self-esteem obsessed. We become so preoccupied with the children feeling good and being happy. Um, and it's important. It's important. But you don't raise human beings by making them feel good and being happy. You raise human beings by teaching them self-respect. And self-respect comes from what you've achieved, not from how good people make you. And, and I think there is a line. And I think it's complicated, right? We have children in our schools who are very, very deficient in self-esteem. We have children in our schools who are, have more confidence, have greater self-esteem but we're suffering as much or more from not teaching children as we are from children not doing well in the area of self-esteem. Or to say it alternatively, if our children worked and learned, they would have self-esteem, they'd have real self-esteem. Self-esteem comes from something that they earned and deserved. And it's very, very important. Kids need to work at every stage in their life. One of the worst things that happened to a child in school that he's under-motivated. Kids need to work, and they need to succeed, and they need to see their success. And their success is the only motivation they have. They don't get paid. 
And as the child grows, that process needs to evolve. The child always needs to see that he's working and see that he's success, succeeding and it makes him happy. Now, if it's not working for a child, and of course this is impossible in a school setting, but this is where individual education comes in and parents come in, which I'm going to talk about perhaps a little bit later, adaptations need to be made that the child at every stage in his life, not just when he's four or when he's seven or when he's 10 or 11, but when he's 17 and 18, is working hard, working hard on a new level of learning growth and is finding it meaningful for him, which is the greatest motivation. And if that's not happening, it's not good. And this is the answer also to the question about memorization, understanding, and analysis. I think these are three steps in development. Initially, children memorize, but later they must understand, and ultimately they must be taught to analyze. Children develop differently, but if we fail to make this gradual transition from memorization to understanding to analysis, we lose the kids. They lose interest. They're bored. They get away with stuff. And when children are going to school and they're passing all of their grades and they're not working, that's not staying in the same place. That's going backwards. And we need to figure out how to push them forward. They should continue to grow and enjoy. Now, of course, this is the game, right? How do you have the kids grow without feeling too criticized? It's very hard to find the perfect balance. But this I can tell you, if we're so afraid of hurting our children's feelings, and if we don't push them, we're creating cripples. We're really creating cripples. You know, people, kids tell me all the time, you know, I got, I got married, I grew up, I needed to make a living, and of course everyone complains that the yeshiva education doesn't prepare them for life. The yeshiva education doesn't prepare them to life, not because they're not learning secular education, but because they're not learning. They're not working. So how come when they leave yeshiva, they start working? Because they see dollar bills. They see bills and dollar bills. They see the motivation is I have to support my family. In school, that motivation wasn't there. And I believe that the beginning of the loss of that motivation is that the kids, some at a pretty early age, are not challenged. They're not challenged. There's also the children who can't manage, which is a different kind of a challenge, which I'll talk to in another segment. But children need to be challenged, and children need to see the reward for their work, because that's the only real payback that they have. And as, well, I'll talk about this also later, as parents and as educators, every child at every stage of his life needs to work hard and go forward. Mm -hmm.